Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Dwayne's World with Dwayne Russell. Wants to take on Button. A couple of bounces. This is a Craig Bradley-like run down the wing at Princess Park. Four bounces. A fifth bounce. Can she keep on going? It's a sixth bounce. Keep on going to full forward. Alison Batten on the run, six bounces. He heard there from Al Nicholson, who's just letting his Carlton bias shine through. Would have thought Mick McGuan with seven bounces, or maybe Lewis Jetta and Cirrioli running down the wing on the MCG. But a bit of Craig Badley there from uh, Al Nicholson. Just recapping uh, week one of the AFLW finals. If you're not across the results, start on Friday night. Melbourne through to the prelim with a 21-point victory over Adelaide in a rematch of last year's grand final. In the other qualifying final, Brisbane defeated Richmond by 17 points, so they're also through to a prelim. The elimination finals with Thrillers North Melbourne by two points over the Cats down in Geelong. And then yesterday, Collingwood looked home for all money uh, in the third term when they led by 28 points. But the Dogs charged home with the last four goals of the game but fell five points short. So it means this week it's Richmond versus North Melbourne at Punt Road on Saturday at 1.40pm. And then that's followed by Adelaide versus Collingwood at Unley Oval over in Adelaide at 3.40pm. Jess Webster's been calling it closely, calling it all season long. She's been good enough to join us this afternoon uh, to recap week one and just look at a couple of the other issues that have come out of week one of the AFL finals. G'day, Jess. G'day, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. I think we left the, the best game to last, didn't we? If you're watching that game yesterday, it sort of looked like it was going to script. I think most people thought Collingwood would win, and then all of a sudden, the Bulldogs came from absolutely nowhere and, and could have pinched it in the end. Oh, absolutely. That was uh, certainly a great way to cap off what was a really exciting week one of the final series. And, and you're right, Bulldogs almost got it done in the end. It would have been one uh, one incredible fight back. But uh, credit to Collingwood for holding on and, and they'll advance. And, and that's um, how finals work. I guess the story of the game, in a way, was the performance of Eliza James, the first player in AFLW to kick four goals in a final. And uh, all the more impressive, she's still just a teenager. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. And I um, I was fortunate enough to call um, Eliza when she kicked the match winner against St Kilda earlier in the year at Moorabbin. And it's just, I think what I one of the things I love most of it about the AFLW is we get to see really young players own their moments and, and make their mark on the big stage. And it, it's just absolutely incredible to see her rise. And um, if, that's, if that's what the future of the competition looks like, uh, I can't wait to see how it all unfolds in the years to come. She's a star. How do you analyse Collingwood at the moment, Jess? I mean, they went into the finals off the back of a couple of pretty sizable defeats, one to Brisbane, one to North Melbourne, and then for, I guess for two and a half quarters yesterday they were, they were fantastic, and then they sort of just limped across the line. So how do you see them shaping up, backing up this week against the Crows? I think they've done incredibly well to get as far as they have without Brie Davey and Britt Benici. They are two of the you know yeah. best players in the competition. But, but credit to Collingwood, they've been able to cover that. 
And I think we've seen some really um, some really good growth in players like Michaela Can in the middle of the ground, who's really stepped up and and uh, and they're finding ways to score as well. So um, you've got to give them credit. And I think you know, even though they have, they ended the minor. Um, of the home and away season with a couple of uh, big defeats. They will take so much out of yesterday in terms of mindset and the ability to find a way to win. And we know how important that is in finals. You've just got to grind it out sometimes. So they've got incredible spirit and uh, and no doubt they'll take a lot out of yesterday. So the season's done for the Dogs. It's also done for the Cats. A great season from Geelong to come off one win last year, to win seven this year. And let's be honest, they should have won that game. What, 23 more inside 50s. They had a couple of chances late to pinch that game off uh, North Melbourne. And look, as we know, it, it doesn't have to be a high-scoring game of footy to be an intriguing game and an entertaining game of footy. And, and you just couldn't take your eyes off that one in the last quarter. Oh, definitely. And it was such a fantastic crowd down there at Cadenia Park as well. And Geelong, look, they are one of the feel-good stories of the season. And, and, and it, it is a shame to see them lose in such a heartbreaking fashion. Again, um, it, North Melbourne, their experience really showed. But uh from where Geelong have come from um, in the past uh, couple of years to, to where they are now, like I said, it's, it's a fantastic story. And and um, and what's so exciting for Cats fans is they have so many um, young players. Um, you know, obviously what I've just mentioned before about about the future of this competition is in good hands, and and so is Geelong. So um, disappointing to lose in the way that they did, but uh, they're really setting themselves up for a great future. I think. So probably. The- we're speaking to Jess Webster about the AFLW first week of the finals. The qualifying finals probably went as we expected uh, with Melbourne and Brisbane getting through to the prelims. But what does it say about Melbourne, the fact they were three goals down and ended up winning by nearly four? What, what does that say about how far this team's come this season, even though they were very good last year as well? Oh, to me, I walked away from that game thinking Melbourne is scary good. I knew they were good, um, but... But, yeah, to, to, to come back after Adelaide, which are, who is an incredibly great team, Adelaide, um, to, to turn it around from quarter time, to run out the game how they did, uh, was incredibly impressive. And I know people say that Brisbane are the team to beat, but do not keep your eye off Melbourne. Um, they, are, they are a very elite. Um, it was just a, an incredible performance by them. So they're through to the prelim, as uh, Brisbane, as you mentioned, who a lot of people have as the favourites to win. At Richmond, first finals appearance, they certainly weren't, disgraced up there and only lost by 17 points. Look, Looking ahead, can you make a case for it not being a Melbourne versus Brisbane grand final? Can, can you see the winners of the two games this weekend challenging either of those sides in, in the prelim in a couple of weeks' time? Uh, we'll have to see who makes it. But I think if, if, if Adelaide win as expected next weekend, they'll, they'll play Brisbane. Um, I think that's a danger game for Brisbane. Um, and I mean, this is the thing about the AFLW is that anything can happen. Um, and I genuinely mean that. So any team on their day is good enough to beat anyone in a competition. So never say never. Um, obviously, again, you know, Brisbane and Melbourne are, are a lead there. They're injury free. They're, they're playing with full of confidence. They're going to be incredibly hard to bring down. Um, but I wouldn't put it past some of the other teams for sure. So we look ahead to this weekend, Jess. We've got Richmond versus North Melbourne, 1.40pm at Punt Road on Saturday. Just a, a couple of issues that have arisen around this game. First of all, the fact, we know it's Richmond's home ground, but the fact it's been scheduled at Punt Road. We saw a magnificent crowd yesterday at Victoria Park. We only get a couple of thousand people uh, into Punt Road. Is, is it the right decision to have this semi-final at Punt Road? Certainly a surprise uh, to me when I saw the draw come out. And, uh, you know, the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, will the AFL do what they did in round one and, and move that um, game to Marvel after it was sold out? But, um 
we'll we'll have to wait and see on that if um they do shift it away from Punt Road. It'll I think it'll just be a disappointing outcome because the capacity, as we know, is only about two thousand, and if they do reach capacity, which we obviously assume that they would, it'll be one of the lowest attended finals in AFLW history, which I just don't think is a really great outcome. Uh, so I, I was surprised to see it again. I understand um, the benefit to community venues and, and Richmond, um, you know, have have hosting rights. Um, but yes, it certainly did raise a few eyebrows. So um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was the best decision, but we don't really know what goes on behind the scenes. So um, yeah, who knows? We'll wait and see if they move it, but uh, it's unlikely that they would. I was going to say that, I mean, we know, as you mentioned, we had that push at the start of the year with the, the Essendon Hawthorne game, but that sort of, that was scheduled a long way out and then the, the momentum grew and quite rightly it was changed uh, to Marvel Stadium. You, you, you couldn't see that happening in the space of a week, could you? I don't think so. That's why I think it's unlikely that they'll move it um, as much as I think a lot of people um, want to see it moved. Um, so, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, it certainly surprised me. I think many, many others in the competition to have the game there. But um, look, if they pack it out, I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere and uh, we're certainly going to get a great contest no matter what. And well, it was only two weeks ago they played a draw. So out there at Arden Street. So early in the week, who do you, who do you like in this game? Oh, I think I think North. Um, I watched Richmond. I was I was in Queensland. I still am actually um, watching <laughs> Richmond play Brisbane, um, and I, I think that they really got exposed a bit, and they couldn't they couldn't quite find a plan B, um, and that's what concerns me about Richmond. Their plan A has worked very well for them. Um, obviously, um, up until yesterday, the day before, they were unbeaten um, for about eight weeks, um, and then again. North Melbourne a couple of weeks ago when they drew, they didn't have Emma Carney. Uh, Kim Rennie was a late out as well. Um, and North probably should have won that game uh, in the end. So it, it's going to be a very big challenge, I think, for Richmond. I'm going to lean towards North Melbourne. They also have a lot of good experience as well that really showed um, in that game against Geelong. So, But, you know, Richmond, they certainly have um, a lot of confidence, certainly have a lot of talent. Um, Monconti and Ellie McKenzie were well held. So if they can get off the chain... Um, and play at their explosive best, uh, Richmond certainly are a chance. So the scheduling's been interesting, as we mentioned. We've been to Jess Webster about uh, week one of the AFLW finals and looking ahead to semi-final weekend. So the fact the game's at Punt Road has raised uh, some eyebrows. And then the fact is, so 140 Richmond versus North Melbourne, and then that leads into 340 Adelaide uh, versus Collingwood. That's okay. That's, uh, you know, back-to-back games. No crossover there. But the problem is, in a lot of people's eyes, is the Matildas are playing Sweden at 245 at Amy Park. So should have the AFLW scheduled these games differently to avoid a clash with that game, given so many people who want to watch both? Yeah, it was, again, um, another part of the um, scheduling that probably raised a few eyebrows. And, you know, a lot of the fans of the AFLW are also fans of other sport and other women's sports. So there's WBBL, there's Matilda's on, um, and, and, and the AFLW. So, um, it's not really um, a great outcome for, for general sports fans, that's for sure. So, um, again, having two games on a Saturday um, back-to-back uh, clashing with other sports is, is probably not ideal. Um, but I think it's also a part of the growing pains, I think, of this competition. Um, and we're certainly learning a lot, I think, having moved, moved the seasons to this time of year because we're starting to see all these issues surrounding it. Um, so certainly something the AFL, um, I have no doubt, will review, will look at. Um, and moving forward, we can hopefully maybe um, make sure that we're giving the AFL the, the best opportunity for it to, to grow and thrive. I guess in a sort of funny way, Jess, can, 
can we look at it as a positive in a way that we now have that much high quality women's sport, as you mentioned, WBBL, you know, the Matildas are, are such a powerful, I hate the word, but brand in this country now. AFLW is getting stronger and stronger that at times there is going to be clashes and, and that's just that's just what's going to happen because there's a lot going on. Yeah, absolutely. It, it certainly is a benefit. Um, and, you know, on, on you know one side of the coin, I love that, that we're having these conversations. I also love to see the passion out there. Um, and people are quite vocal about how, hang on, guys, you know, we, we want to um, consume all these different kinds of sports um, and we also want to support the ASLW. You know, I know some people who, who um, bought their tickets to the Matildas game weeks and weeks ago, um, obviously not knowing that there would be a clash. And, and so, yeah, on one hand, you know, you don't want to see people disappointed. It's also great to see the passion um, and, and the support for, for women's sports. So, um, like I said, I just think there's growing pains in general, um, but that we will we will always work it out, I think, uh, moving forward. So we'll be fine. So still in Queensland? What, what, just in a beer garden today or just down the beach? What are, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, day of recovery today. So I'm caught up with some family and friends over the last couple of days. Um, obviously, I'm a Brisbane girl, yeah. so it was great to get back. I've been really enjoying the weather. Melbourne hasn't been too kind, I think, on the weather front the last few weeks. So um, I'm just enjoying the sunshine um, and a bit of downtime and, and catching up with family. I haven't been back since Christmas last year. So, it's uh, yeah, it's good to be back, watch some footy, and um, happy days. Beautiful. Uh, enjoy, Jessa. Thanks so much uh, for your time and your coverage. Uh, we're all looking forward. It was a great first weekend, and let's hope we get two great games in the semifinals this weekend. You're welcome. Cheers. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.